can't never stop working hard. Each day I feel I have to improve. Hard work, determination. I've got to keep pushing myself. Welcome to High On! Happy New Year from the only podcast that showed up for open mat night last week wearing nothing but a diaper and a top hat. Hey, yeah, <laughs> baby. Hey, yeah. Episode 27, recorded January 6th, starts now. When was that again? January 6th, 2013. Let me ask you this, Dave. That's right. I'm, I'm just curious. For your new year, have you decided on putting labels on certain things to be organized? Because right now I know the... Uh, Microphone in your face is worth $125, and uh, the microphone in front of this fella says something setter, and I don't know what mine says. Irish setter. Bruce Ryder. Hey, everybody. Bruce Ryder's in the house. Good evening. (laughs) They call him Bruce, but you got labels, and you got rid of that one while I was talking. Anyway, that was weird. Yeah, I know. Pulled a backflip on you. Yeah. Um, so we do have Bruce in the house and it's me, Dave Jones and, uh, your intrepid co-host Craig Kiesling. I'm intrepided. Yeah. Good to be here. Um, so be. real quick off the top, everybody, how was your holiday season? Uh, go first, Bruce. I had a lot of honey baked ham and honey baked turkey and it was delicious. You Time don't look like you had <laughs> Looks like you had none of that, man. Like so you, you stayed, you stayed close to home. I did. Yeah. I was in, in Atlanta. For the holidays. Awesome. What did you do that for, Bruce? I thought you had uh, both of your families were out of town. I mean, what's going on? My wife is here. My cats are here. Okay. Yeah. That and that a family a makes. That answers a lot. <laughs> All right, Craig. Um, yeah, it completely sucked. Spent a lot of time with uh, the in-laws <laughs> and uh, fighting to lose, uh, fighting to not lose our house and a lot of different weird shit that was going down. Completely sucked balls. But in a very good holiday, jolly season right. kind of way. Well, How great you, to hear Dave? that. Great to hear that. Were you out in California? <laughs> I was. I did uh, 10, 11 days in California. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yep. We always have to remind Craig that the microphone is the thing you talk to. No. <laughs> I will never talk to the microphone. I prefer to talk to a person. <laughs> I'm gonna oh smash you in the mouth with it, and that's gonna be it. Yeah, you guys, you really, we should be a video cast because we got two people <laughs> manipulating my microphone, slamming it up, down, forward, back while I'm talking. It's the uh, funniest there you thing. go. All now, right, now I can hear you. Oh, right. it's pop can you hear me voice? now? You have a nice yeah. voice. Thank you, thank you. I'll whisper sweet somethings to you one day. Don't. I shall. Uh, no, I had a good time out in California. It got, it kind of drug on. I hate being away from home that long, personally. I but, bet you uh, do, Percy. But, yeah, um, you know, it was good. Uh, Did you go to the beach? No. Olin got to go to the beach one day, down at the tide pools. There you uh, go. We weren't right by the beach, unfortunately. We were in Santa Maria, so Some, it was a spe- But you know what I did get to do? I got to eat In-N-Out Burger twice while I was there, <laughs> so I figured that's a... Man, That's I hear that trip. stuff on the new, uh, not news, on the uh, in movies a lot being referenced, but I don't know what it is. Was oh, it like a Craig, crystal burger? What is that? Delicious. And an out burger. It's you know that sounds burger, so putridly uh, pornographic. Double double animal style. Yeah. Uh, yes, indeed. Wide and stride, buddy. Let me ask you this: Did you happen to have, make any uh, New Year's resolutions there, Dave? Like one obviously had to be. I'm going to get back to Georgia. 
Yeah, when so I that. pulled that one off, and uh, no nah, resolution, measure loose, and I've got some ideas right. for this year. She but one of those guys, why put that pressure on yourself? I agree. <laughs> I definitely made resolutions, but I, I added flexibility for the first time in my life to my resolutions. Otherwise, I get pissed and disappointed. You don't do them, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just you gotta be set flexible. goals. Yeah. important, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't need to call it a resolution to set a goal. You know, I want to yeah. do whatever it is precisely. By whenever, but I want to be, be able to do fifty tongue push-ups by the end of the year. Tongue push-ups, <laughs> yep, fifty of them. Can I sign up for uh, practice sessions? <laughs> Ooh, nope. There's no sheet for that. Oh, glory! All right, so what are we doing tonight, boy? This is going to be a grab bag show. Uh, Welcome to 2013, yeah. my friends. Shini and Kuala Gong. What, how they say it in Chinese? Like, uh, didn't you? Gong Shi Gong Shi Fa Tsai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we pulled that off brilliantly. Hey. No frequency uh, we got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, we got our first contest coming up. We've got uh, a topic for you guys. We're going to talk a little bit about whether or not you should even bother trying to kick somebody in the head in a fight. You're thinking that's a no, are, by the way. Are, are kicks good or bad? High kicks. I think this will be an interesting conversation because everybody has an opinion and they say mm-hmm. blank, but. <laughs> yeah. They're going after me, the Northern Shaolin guy. Um, we're going to look at some highlights from 2012. We're just going to kick that can around for a minute. Uh, we got uh, a little bit of a media mop-up. New legend of Shaolin, people. Uh, and, of course, we've got the news. So oh, I got some juicy topics for you, folks. Yeah, you're mm. juicy tonight, Craig. I noticed I that about you. <laughs> I am. I got, I, I'll be honest with you. When, uh, you know, I turned uh, 40 this past year and it oh, turned 2013 old, when man. I thought the, the world was going to end. Really disappointed it didn't, by the way. All you fuckers are still around. Not happy about it. Hey, that's a, the end of the world is a, is a personal choice. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I end my world every night I go to bed. That's right. But I tell you, you know, it turned out to be a, a really wonderful, wonderful thing for me personally in a lot of different ways. And, and I'm happy to be here and uh, looking forward to this next year of, of high and kind of surprised we're even here. But uh, we are. A lot of people aren't. We've seen a lot of podcasts drop by the wayside. Why we have not. <laughs> they I'm, suck. Oh, see, I was just going to put some swelling music behind that stirring speech you were doing, and then you, you just raked the needle off the record there. <laughs> put the needle on the record. Put the needle on the record when the drum beats go like this. Uh-huh. All right. We're going to the Champagne Lounge to uh, ring Craig out, and we'll be right back with some discussion on some different topics. Welcome back. Thank you, Mr. Cotter. So we're back, and Craig is still saturated, so we're just going to have to live with it. <laughs> I'm never saturated. Uh, the, I sat, you, know, the, you rated. Yeah, okay. Uh, right. the, the first thing we're going to hit here, um, 
it's just sort of some highlights from 2012 from everybody's perspective, either personal or across the martial arts scene. Now, uh, one thing I did want to mention before we get away from it, the one thing we didn't talk about, either you or I, Craig, really, when Christmas came up, which is the one thing that it's really all about. Santa. All right. Santa for the kids. It's for the kids. The kids love Christmas. And Olin had a shit spectacular Christmas. He really did. Did he? Yeah. He turned purple with delight and flew around the room. And it was all because of a noisy fire truck, you know. <laughs> and he also got a tent with a tunnel in it. He, uh, His California grandfather really hooked him up. So Sweet. And, you know, I might have sounded blasé, but I actually had a good time out there. I ate like a king, too. You talk about sweet-ass bacon. Uh, it's like <laughs> special like bacon. sweet-ass. And good sausage. They had this butcher there that made the best meat. Mm. Oh, sausage, gravy, and biscuits. Sweet-ass, best meat. Rib. You mm. see why he sweet, goes to California. Sweet daddy, sweet backs, prime meat. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, so that, that, you know, just to wrap up my holidays. Craig, how was your little girl? Oh, Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> sparkly. Sparkly, sparkly. Yeah. I didn't say anything about Olin behaving. Oh, yeah. No, she she had a good time. Uh, I had actually done the smart thing uh, for once in my life, right? And uh, throughout the previous year, I bought her gifts, you know, when it was cheap and shit, and just put yeah. them in the closet up on the top shelf and saved them for the Christmas. So, so you had a mother load. Yeah. Even though. Can she open honest, doors by herself yet? Oh, she does for me all the time. I train okay. her proper. What are you talking okay. about? Okay. I'm just saying, Olin does it too, so we can't hide anything in this <laughs> cramped ass little house. Hell no. Um, Bruce. Hey, how's it going? How are your cats? My the- cats are <laughs> shedding profusely. <laughs> <laughs> all right so well, they're getting rid of not adding to make some christmas ornaments out of that just knit them up uh, fry them down they make hairballs out of it yeah yeah and launch that with a little dose of vomit right and you know what <laughs> aside from christmas you know what me, we're like 10 minutes into this podcast and we haven't said a lick about martial arts so let's go That's ahead and do thing. some high points all right I'll, I'll go ahead and throw one out there i'll start the ball what's that um, I had, uh, I've got a couple of them, but, uh, one thing that was a highlight of the year for me is, um, not just starting this amazing martial arts podcast. And as I'm sure you can oh, tell if we? you just tuned in from the previous 15 minutes, we're playing at a really high level here, folks. <laughs> this but, is a, you know, very <laughs> elite. edit button. You can delete silence, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. But the we crickets, the crickets stay forever. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> hey, you um, can listen to Masters. Silence is where it's at, baby. Uh, yeah. But uh, I have, um, you know, a, a side thing that I do is I'm really into skepticism. And I've made it. so many great connections to people via this podcast this year. Uh, I'll take this moment to plug. Uh, if you didn't catch on to it uh, right before the new year, I was on Kali Sturgis's uh, Token Skeptic podcast. Yeah, I think I might have heard something. She called about me that. up, you know, or Skyped me up or whatever, and, and said, uh, Hey, you know, I want to talk a little bit about skepticism and martial arts. So, you know, I thought about you. And I'm like, How did that happen? <laughs> I'm just this dude over here in my house with a little fledgling podcast, but, uh, it did. And uh, we got to talk to Evan Bernstein, you know, That's and right. that, that helped us, you know, we man. got a lot of listeners, uh, out of that too. Yeah, we so did. welcome Kudos to you for that, man. And yeah. so was, was she skeptical of she, uh, martial arts? Well, she, uh, she was, uh, it was, it's a really good interview. You should go listen to it. I wanted to have sampled her version of the hi too, because it's pretty you damn good. You did tell me you were going to make that happen. I tried. Bruce saw me. I had a sound Hi-ya. engineer in the room with me and I couldn't make hey, it happen. Don't blame on me. Uh, yeah. True. Oh boy. <laughs> 
was too busy but, uh, with the acoustic guitar to help a brother out. I tell you, we're definitely going to get... play relaxing uh, music. Do-do-do-do, yeah. <laughs> guitar But But... Check that out, but just overall, yeah, we'll I've made a bunch of good contacts this year, and not just on that side of thing, but with martial artists in general, that's been a real highlight for me. All the people we've met through this podcast. Yeah. Oh, the Stephen Kepfer, the Ellis Amder, the, I, I really, I could go on and just list everybody we've interviewed right. pretty much Andy up to Williams. this point. Randy Williams. Oh my God. You know, good Yours stuff. Too. So Pittman. I'm looking forward to a new year of that. You yeah. were excited about meeting him. <laughs> I've known Pittman for a long time. <laughs> It was like, oh, shit. No, and, and kudos to him for bouncing us out of the gate. But, okay, so I'm not going to dwell on this, but that's a highlight for me. Uh, why don't we uh, pass the duchy to the left-hand side, and Bruce can tell us uh, one of the highlights of uh, now, 2012 for him. full circle and go back again? Or oh, how yeah, are we we're round robin. All right. Just so settle, settle down. Settle down, Craig. I don't know if it's a highlight, but it's a, a topic that I think's come up a lot in the last year, and that's, you know, self-defense, you know, stand your ground and you know what what that means you know mm. if 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 yeah. you have a right yeah. if if that is a right or should it be you know like what what does stand your ground mean to you guys like I, well you know i don't think we have a right to defend ourselves i i, I yeah i really think that's a big <laughs> argument you know i don't think we have that right craig you're <laughs> such a jackass <laughs> yes indeed baby <laughs> okay look this is a serious topic actually um I, I, I'm I'm going to say right off that I think the way the laws are built for stand your ground are very flawed. What they do is give someone an incentive to tip the wrong direction in a marginal situation, from my point of view. Like, I almost had a stand your ground moment today. You know, I was not in a great mood earlier. I'd just been ripped off for a cable. I just had somebody nearly hit me in a parking lot and think it was funny. And I was making a left turn on, you know, on a green going to red and nearly got crushed. By this car that was like five seconds after the light had turned red. And as the guy went by, I just sort of had my hands in the WTF position. And he looked over, and he was prepped to do it. Because from the second I saw him to the second he was out of view, he had his middle finger pressed up against the glass just saying, fuck you. That wasn't great. So I had a split-second decision to make. Yeah. And I could have turned left. Whipped a Yui, flipped a bitch on him, and chased him down and clubbed him in the parking lot. Or I could have just kept on going and picked up the beer for the podcast and written it off. Now, if we had stand your ground laws, they apparently allow for you to chase someone, to follow them, and to accost them. And then if you get in a fight with them, you can use deadly force because you're scared. and I'm flipping back to the whole Skittles and, uh, you know, you he know definitely where I'm needs a good <laughs> ass whooping, but at the same sense, <laughs> but that's we've out said of rage. millions of times on this yeah. podcast, you, if you are a real martial artist, you need to take the higher road and you need to have the skills yeah. to suck it up and move on and enjoy your life. Yeah. There is that definitely. The, yeah. The, re- the feeling, responsibility to retreat, I think in a important. way trumps the stand your ground concept. If anyone really feels that threatened, they will stand to the ground. It's just what the laws around it are. And laws like that, I think, sort of tip people into thinking they can do things that they shouldn't do. Well, because laws are written in legalese, and there's no way to simply say in legalese properly, don't be a dick. And that's what it boils down to. (laughs) No, I think they would just say, don't just be a dickus. Be done with it. Um, There there are more and more people carrying handguns and... You know, taking shooting self-defense lessons and such these True. days, you know, and and um, 
that means that there's more and more likelihood of people standing their ground. Um, you know, and how, how are they going to be prepared to make the decision? Well, the ground, the more, the more, you know, and I don't want to go into a, who, who has the rights, you know, and at what point does a, a right get, uh, taken away and should be taken away about the whole gun control issue. Let's not go there. Okay. Cause that's a political thing and it's been brought about from recent, you know, issues. But the point is at, you know, stand your ground. Is it really worth standing for? It, that's like saying... Well, right. Is it did, standing your ground for your life, or is it standing your ground for your pride? You know? Yeah. Did somebody just insult your <laughs> if, girlfriend If, if on the gold standard in these or? things is you feel threatened, therefore you can stand your ground with deadly force, you know... What is threatened? Yeah. That's way too vague, and, you know, I feel threatened all the time. I feel threatened every time I walk into a bank. I feel threatened right you know, the fuck now. Both of you guys I'm not talking about creepy. robbers either. I'm talking about the bank picking my pocket. Back. But, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, okay, now, that's, you're right. It's really brought this debate out, and some other incidents in the news as well, not just the stand-your-ground laws, but there's been a lot of stuff happening on both sides of the gun issue. I'm pretty and sure I think we know we what should, that's about, yeah. We should definitely pick this up, and hopefully with an expert of some sort in the room, Room when we do our gun foo episode yeah yeah, yeah. that yeah. would be very interesting yeah let's not focus on it too much because we have brought it about many times on the side and we need to do it yeah we need justice. to do this one up properly yeah. so we'll we'll be working on that yeah and bruce we'll have you back for that well right on and to let you guys know originally this topic came about when we were talking about it we were talking about basically the five points of of 2012 in a, in a personal or professional you know manner from a martial arts perspective i did actually come up with five um i'm only going to give you one if <laughs> we are he honestly, just threw me under the bus didn't he i did but you said we're going to go back around so if we're going back around it's cool yeah. anyway um i did create five uh and let me just just, toss, just kick one out yeah, of the let me, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you the first two because they're easy the the top five are you know i mean the the later ones are good ones but basically was media um what we had are things you guys heard about which are the raid was released badass mm -hmm, motherfucking mm -hmm. movie in the martial arts world from indonesia uh, in 2012, as well as one that not everybody heard about because it kind of bombed a little bit, but it's still badass. Um, we're going to have to do a review on Are you talking movie. about Dread? No. Oh, okay. We're talking about a different movie that is um, is a big deal, but, uh, you know, it, in the review you get the picture, but Donnie Yen in a 3D Monkey King Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, that does sound released cool. this past uh, this past year. I haven't seen. I look when I do like a best of movie list, I only count the movies that fall that I see in that year. Oh, I get you. Right, like if it was released on the festival circuit in 2011 and I saw it in 2012, it's a 2012 movie. You know, right for you at least. Right. Um, and then let me just toss this one in, so I don't have a bunch to add later. Is uh, for for those of you loyal listeners, you know, I used to spend some time in Singapore. Well, Jet Li, literally the the year I left Singapore, Jet Li moved to Singapore. This past year in 2012, he finalized his decision to do so by becoming a PR, which is a permanent resident. Yeah, he actually gave up uh, several of his citizenships to become a permanent resident, deciding to retire in Singapore. <clears throat> so uh, that's a highlight for me, just simply it's a because... a personal thing there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're right. a Jet Li fan. I'm a Singapore fan. Back to you, Dave. <laughs> uh, 
Well, uh, you know, kicking it back around the circle, uh, and I like that second one we just talked about a lot, actually, but um, I'll go ahead and throw something uh, fresh out there. You guys probably heard a little bit about it on this podcast, but uh, one of the highlights for me last year was starting a martial arts school. And then not starting a martial arts school. Yeah. <laughs> it, was only long mid- road. it was only mid-December when the wheels came off the wagon. And the only reason I'd even started mentioning it is because, oh, I was so sure. I had a lease. I was paying rent. Everything was in place. We just had to throw a little paint up and do a couple other things. and uh, We forgot about this other aspect. <laughs> yeah. The city, it's a, it was an older building, 1930s. It was super cool, though. Well, Bruce got to see it. You saw part it. Of the I got a tour of uh, it was cool. Was it some of the the bowels of the? Yeah, yeah. No, you could have shot <laughs> a horror illicit, movie in the upstairs the of that place. Parts of the <laughs> the massage spa. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> that place. But Alleged. Uh, but yeah, so um, I ran afoul of the city, and this was something I got to say. I've got this book. Uh, oh shit! I should have it in front of me. I can't get to it right at the second. We'll pick this up at the very end. But, uh, or fixing it, it no, it's, uh, owning and operating your own martial arts school or whatever. And they nailed it. They're like, Oh, make sure that you're permitted for this and that. And I'm like, Oh, how could this be a problem? You know, it's, it's already almost perfect for my needs. And yeah, the city wanted me to reclassify this 1930s building, uh, as an assembly, like a church or something. And I would have had to put sprinkler systems in and paid an architect to blueprint the whole place and done all this work on it. And it's like I started tallying this up and the bill came to about $20,000 before we could even open the doors. So That's I, a pricey lollipop, my friend. That, I kindly stepped backwards from that proposition, <laughs> scarred but smarter and moving on. Uh, but yeah. that was a highlight because you know what it cost me? There were, there were a few thousand bucks that got lost there. But I learned something. What did you learn? I learned, well, one, and what I want to impress upon the listeners, if they're thinking about opening a martial arts school, is uh, you got to find out what the county wants from a location before you try. As early as possible. Yeah. Don't make yeah. assumptions because everything looks fine. Uh, yeah, you got to find that out. But you know what? It's hard to even know how to find that out until you've done it. You got to find the person at the county to talk to who can even tell you, and then it'll take them a while to get around to the bare probably, facts of it. Probably different from county to county. Also. Oh, it is. It <laughs> is from city to county to yeah. And so I even looked some of this up. It's boy, look out for that pitfall. Is all I'm going to say. And let me throw this out there, Dave. You also pissed me the fuck off with all this. However. How well, but well, Dave knows how. I, I was the only one teaching classes in there for the short amount of time that we did. However, that's something that, that our listeners should be aware of. If you plan on going into business with another person, and you should, don't get bent out of shape if the other person, you know, you, you, something happens and, and you realize, oh, crap, the, you know, here's a stumbling block. Because if that's that person's you know, uh, responsibility learning, you know, about the, about the stuff and, and, and whatever. And then you get all upset. You don't have a point because it should have been your job. Then you don't have any room to talk unless it's your job. So that's another thing that you need to realize is that, <laughs> no, is that if you're working as two people is be a partnership 
and and give the other guy some slack when it's when it's the other person's time to right. To, well, and but we weren't even doing a partnership. I was paying the bills on it. We were gonna work together on it. And I just mean, and you got as ideas. much good out of it as I could get. No, you you yeah, I got great out of it. All right. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, I think uh, I'm thinking that didn't come out as right as I was. Yeah, it sounded in my brain. We're gonna work that out in the champagne lounge, folks. <laughs> oh boy, Bruce, you got another one for editing. us? You got yeah, one? do you have another one? Give us another one. Well, um, you know, we should talk about some martial arts for a minute, and no. you know, no, isn't this the high uh, martial arts? <laughs> yeah, I think it's yes. high time. Actually, it's I high was thinking time. it was high as in greeting. I didn't uh, know it was the karate high-ya, stuff. Like, Haya is in judo chop. Oh, judy okay. chop. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know what 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 kind of martial arts do you want to talk about? Like a kicking or something? Oh wait, wait. Before we go there, I still got some highlights. <laughs> oh, you have highlights. Wrote... Highlights of what? Twenty twelve. We're still working on that. All oh. right. For me, what's it? What happened in twenty twelve? Twenty twelve for me. I finalized uh, writing down my curriculum and my syllabus for, you know, kind of my students, stuff like that was was a huge deal because I'd given up on teaching. Uh, somebody came to me, said, you know, blah, 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 got me back into teaching. So I just start this stuff back up from scratch. And now I'm writing down my entire curriculum and syllabus and all that good stuff. My This past year, I had my 40th birthday. I did some kung fu, did some sword forms, had some of my students perform. That was awesome. And not Happy to mention, birthday. as my fifth, thank you, I made a bunch of new martial arts friends by helping to create the best damn martial arts podcast that <laughs> is on the internet. <laughs> and I think that's a good thing. Well, I agree 100% with that sentiment. Uh, we're doing a lot of talking and not much martial arts yet. So, All right. Well, Judy chopped me, bitch. <laughs> we, we cut that out. Oh, shit. I forgot. Uh, We're doing bitch slaps now. (laughs) I know. He just kind of laid me on the floor and nobody said anything. That's okay. As long as the equipment doesn't get damaged. All right. Fight it out, y'all. So, yeah. So, let's throw a quick discussion topic in here, too. And we we just pulled this one out of our hats as something that we might nail really quickly. But we were having fun talking. This has been one of those damned episodes where we've spent probably two hours talking off mic (laughs) (laughs) about some of its stuff we can't talk about one of the things we were talking about off mic is um karate kicking karate kicking i think so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna kick you in the side of your head i just thought i would like to hear everybody's take on whether or not it was uh whether or not they thought that that high kicks were useful for fighting for real fighting you know for the streets (laughs) i think that they are Craig, uh, just off the cuff, yes or no? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, I was going to say absolutely, but. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. You uh, Bruce, take it? Bruce laid out the strongest position there. Yeah, um, go for it. A, a kick, for me, a kick doesn't necessarily have to be a strike to the head. It can be an evasive movement. And, you know, something that I've um, used it for is to create space. And I, I jumped over a, a barricade. You know, and it um, using a what what kind of kick is that? Like a, we we talked about this a little bit. It's it's essentially a tornado it. kick. A tornado kick. So uh, remember, Craig, when we were learning tornado kicks and doing Ed Grimley's and all that stuff. One of the drills we would do is one person would bend over and the other person yeah, would roll over, over their back with a tornado kick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically you spin, lift the knee, right, roll right, over. Right. There's a kick built in there. 
well, it's yeah. also a takedown if you have an arm lock at the same place. Yeah. Yeah. No, it can be a lot of things, but um, it's what we would consider a high kicking movement. Like if I want to show off still a good snappy three or four tornado kicks in a row is well, not the best I fancy. can do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is kind of cool if looking. I, if I hadn't trained that kick, I definitely would not have been able to jump over that barricade. And then, you know, I might have been, you know, injured in the, in the melee that was going on that I wanted to have no part of. Yeah. Yep. That's why they put those bailout barricades up there. <laughs> Isn't that what they call a government? Never mind. So that points out something that I'd like to mention on this topic, which is um, pulling off a clean high kick in a real scrum is extremely hard. And like if you watch MMA, it, one or two of those will be in their top 20 or top 50 of the year as the highlights, you know, because they're gorgeous and they drop people like they were poleaxed let's, let's when they pull them off. Let's be a little bit more specific. No, 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 no. Let me finish students. my thought. I've got two things going yeah. on here. So pulling that off in a fight, it can happen. It can happen even if you look at MMA guys that are both trained and evenly matched and everything else. Mm-hmm. You can get surprised with a nice walloping high kick. But it's pretty unlikely. But there are other skills involved with learning how to do high kicks involving flexibility and distance and timing and a certain sense of unrooted mobility, like if you're doing jumping kicks or spinning kicks and that sort of thing, which uh, can be useful even if the kick doesn't land or if the movement isn't really a kick in practice. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. But my point was was saying <clears> – <throat> Let's say, you know, we have some listeners who do uh, Aikido or Judo or BJJ only or something like that who have never even experienced what a high kick is, um, is, you know, kind of specify to give them a little visual on what that might mean for them. Um, you know, obviously, I, uh, I come from northern Shaolin, and so in my practice, we do an ass load of high kicks. Um, yeah, and you know you're getting old, forty and whatnot. But back in the day, boy, this guy had some <laughs> fancy aerial kicks. Yeah, like yeah. shit I hadn't seen in a movie. It's like, what did you just do? In the forms practice, though, I mean, doing high kicks is partially conditioning, is is it not? Yeah, or? no, that that's the thing. Is um, Norton Shaolin is such a an interesting style in one respect is that what you see as a performance or what you see as an outsider. Um, is very flashy, great movie, cool-looking stuff. However, from a fighting perspective, very little of what you think what you should see us doing is what you really see us do. And that's because <clears throat> it's the the strength, the body uh, knowledge, the anatomical knowledge that it takes to do a high kick leads uh, gives you so many other lessons um, that that's what we're actually doing it for is for those lessons, not for the actual high kick. Very rarely will you see us do a high kick. What you will see is the fact, for example, in a high, just even a snap kick where you raise your knee really high and then extend your toes towards their chin to a high six foot, seven foot tall guy. Okay. Very, very ridiculously high thing. You'll do that in a form. Well, the point is not so much how high you can raise that foot, but the direction and angle at which and energy at which that you put your hips and your knee specifically. Because we do use those movements even when you don't extend the foot for a knee strike or perhaps even for a throw where you're doubling a person's torso over your knee or thigh or whatever. 
Um, and so that's, that's the main reason why we use a lot of those high kicks is the body knowledge it gleans, not so much the actual high kick. Okay, fair enough. I did, in Bagua, do we have a bunch of high kicks, Bruce? I've only seen one, and it appeared to be a kick that would be closer to the heart level or chest level than head Higher. level. Fire or wind, one of those okay. houses well, yeah, you guys Bruce haven't asked quite far enough along. So. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's what's interesting about that angle of it is uh, they only do high kicks under two conditions. Or there's two conditions of the high kicking. One is you already have a hold of someone. Okay. So you're not throwing a high kick unless you set someone up for it. And two is most of the height on the actual kick is follow through. It's not intended hmm. to be most of the time thrown as high because they're weird swingy kicks. Like I right. had, I didn't really do kicks like this in Shaolin and you do, and I did Taekwondo and didn't really do kicks like this. It's kind of a, yeah, they were of that weird Northern style that does nothing but crazy weird footy kicks. Yeah. That you really you kick yourself in the butt and then you swing that leg through like a pendulum, you know, uh -huh. and just sort of let it fly. <laughs> But the idea in almost that. all of the forums is that you have set someone up via manipulation beforehand so they're doubled over at the waist or they're moving laterally and you can really plant the thing on them. So the contact point might very well be a, a waist high kick, but the follow through. But the follow through is to, is to put like. the oomph on it. Yeah, gotcha. and the follow through you just don't you don't try to stop the kick in a snapping right. motion. You just let it swing through and swing back. Mm. And even in the forums, you let it swing up and you pivot on your heel and put it down on the other side. What is that house that's driving me crazy? It's House of Fire. Yeah, yeah. It's got nothing <laughs> but them crazy weird. It's all about movements. them crazy weird kicks. <laughs> And, you know, so, and other than that, there's the only jumping kick in the whole system is a chicken kick. Right, right. Which is pretty easy to do, you know. But, you know, again, I wouldn't necessarily call those high kicks most of the time in application because of experience with Taekwondo and Northern Shaolin. I can, I can use that as part of my, if I want to kick somebody in the face without grabbing them. But I'm getting older and slower. And frankly, that's not going to happen that often. Right. <laughs> it was never that likely to begin with. But, you know. The value of setting something up and then kicking through it hard, and the, and the last thing I'll bring up on this because I you know I think we're getting towards a point with it, but the last thing I'll bring up is also we've all done this like you're practicing a form on wet grass or something, and you put some power into something and your front foot goes it <laughs> yeah. just takes off on you. Well, you know if you roll out of that nothing but a little bit achy. All that high good. kicking training, all that stretching and stuff has just helped you avoid an injury. You <laughs> Very know? goodly put. Because I've, I've seen people in early into classes or something just go a little bit too far and they're out. Their pants are done and yeah. their muscles and tendons are ripped and yeah. it's a sad Everything state rips. till if, the next if, season. If, if your pants are the only thing you rip, you're, you're okay. Yep. Yeah. Just walk yourself and your balls right out of the park. Or your, you know, if you're a lady, walk your other parts out. Um, <coughs> anybody else got anything to throw in on this one? I think you do. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Next topic. No, Move but that was, a, that was a great topic, man. Nicely yeah, yeah. done. All right, moving along, and we're going to touch on one more thing before we take a little short break here. Yeah. The Champagne Lodge has been awful kind to us tonight, and we wish you could all be there with us to have the conversations we're having Next out season. there. Next season. <laughs> 2014. That's right. Oh, excuse me. I need my NyQuil. Um, yeah, you do. Uh, the, the one other thing is we're going to make some T-shirts and coffee mugs. <gasps> 
Are you shitting me, Dave? I just kind of threw the coffee mugs in there, but yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to cafe press it, I think, to start out with. Um, but frankly, I have decided that I would like a nice Haya t-shirt, and I would also like a nice Haya coffee mug, because those are two big things in my life, t-shirts and coffee mugs. Well, what would they say, Dave? Well, that's where you come in, dear listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do is have a little contest. Um, we're going to put this out there. And we're going to put a poll up on the website. So by the time this podcast drops, you should have a poll there with your choices. Uh, we've narrowed it down. Our uh, sophisticated and uh, incorruptible committee of judges has known <laughs> as Dave's wife. Yeah, has have <laughs> narrowed this down to a, a, a small number of choices here. So basically what we're going to do is a T-shirt or a coffee mug. <laughs> he loves the coffee mug. I brother. want I some coffee. coffee out of that mug, man. Man, he doesn't drink coffee like I do. I don't think Sorry. he deserves it. Let's mug. not drag this out, Craig. We won't take the whole show up on this crapola. Here's what you need to do, dear listeners. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna give you five five choices for the uh, little <laughs> saying that goes along with our logo on the shirt or the coffee cup. And if uh, it's like hi hi yeah. you know hi uh, the only podcast that does X Y Z exactly so so we pulled these from the bumpers from the first year from my ridiculous uh, often off the cuff bumpers so I'm gonna lay these out there and you're gonna go and vote and the people that vote for you know the one that wins we're gonna take all the people that voted for that one and we're gonna pick at random one of their names. Oh, does the poll the poll accommodates that, doesn't it? Yeah, Craig. Craig. Okay. The, the, wait, he just yeah. got bug eyed. <laughs> I thought that's what we were talking about. I'm just like, uh, where are you going with this? Yeah, no, that's definitely cool. I mean, we'll definitely pick out pick a winner that will become yeah. our t-shirts uh, tagline right. on the back. And uh, one of the one of the listeners that picks that winner will receive a free t-shirt. All right. Yeah. And or well, coffee mug of their choice. Um, okay. So here are your choices, folks. You ready? Number one. Knows both karate and crazy. The only podcast that knows both karate and crazy. <laughs> that sounds pretty good, but let's let's get it a little warm up, Dave. Can you give it a good Dave welcome? Put some emotion behind that. Hello, oh, and welcome to Hi Ya, the only podcast that knows both karate and crazy. <laughs> now that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I was going to have no. I was going to have sound clips of the actual bumpers, but that didn't work to, out you're either. You have to yeah. reenact. Just feel um, that okay. emotion and imagine okay, each I'm message here. being okay. in there. Yeah. All right. Number two. Hello and welcome to Hayat. The only pos- pot. <laughs> Take one. Start over. Take the two. only podcast that thinks a flying sidekick is Tonto on a Pegasus. Good stuff. Number three. And I separated this out from another one. Uh-oh. I just like this in and of itself. Throw your nunchucks in the air and wave them like you just don't care. <laughs> that's my I favorite. Like that. Number three, right there. Number four, the only podcast that's glad to be born with a club foot and a hammer fist. Mm-hmm. Number <laughs> that's specifically referenced to his specific movie, man. If you've seen that, you yeah. know what that is. Number five, uh, hiya, the only podcast that thinks a punch in the throat is worth two in the bush. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay, so that's one, two, three, four, five. We'll have the poll up if you uh, you know really need to five? review your options. That's only five right there. Right. I really had to throat, whittle it down. You know, some bush. were too long. Some were, yeah. Right. <laughs> so we, we're going for pithy. 
We're going for the pithy ones. What is the pithy? And what we'll probably do if this thing continues on, then we'll do a new t-shirt every year with a different saying on the back from the previous year. Yeah. And that way everybody will know who they are in the hipster what high eye universe. That we'll have on the front oh, the I've got t-shirt. the saying from season one on my t-shirt. Ah, right. <laughs> okay. Hey man, what do you think we're we're gonna have on the front of the t-shirt? We're gonna have our logo. But right. we'll uh we'll we'll give you more on that as it develops. So uh folks go to the website, we'll remind you on Facebook, do that and vote and maybe win something free from us. Hey, you yeah. know, we don't normally give shit away to people. What's no, the website address? Oh, www. There's a dot in between the W and what I'm about to tell you. And what I'm about <laughs> to tell you is hi-ya. Hi-ya, bitches, but you don't want to type in the bitches part. You want to type in the hi-ya podcast part. <laughs> After that, you want to type in a dot and then a com. Calm your ass down. Listen. We're about to get on Stitcher. <laughs> We're going to get on a bunch of more stuff. But we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Google+. Plus. We're all over the internet. Just yeah. enter in some high on some martial arts. Or you just enter in the words martial art podcast on Google. Motherfucker, you can find us on the second <laughs> listing. And normally, that would be the end of the podcast. But what we're actually going to do, I hear some corks straining against their bonds. So we're going to slip off to the champagne lounge. And we'll be right back to finish up with a little news and a media mop-up. <laughs> Holy shit, we're out of control. Chris Louie Bond was a a Bible scholar. He was a suit and tie preacher with an optional collar. He had grappled with guilt because he was solid by sin. But it turned out that a beer truck was what finally did him in. He woke up in the hospital, paralyzed in a craftmatic bed. His living lady left him, but she found out he wasn't dead. Creflo became all bitter and looked for someone to blame. Instead of God, he blamed his wheelchair and his glistening metal frame. He screamed out, Okay, folks, we're back. Welcome to it. Welcome this one may need some editing. Boy, you're getting a grab back tonight, people. Welcome back. I was uh, busy text messaging here, sorry. That's I know. All right. I'm sitting right here. Just tell it to me. You're a busy man. I love man. you, too. It's my wife. Oh. <laughs> Why is she sending me? Never mind. She's curious, like all people are. <laughs> So, Craig, uh, deedly-doot-dee-doodly-doot-dee, I hear you have some news for us yes, for 2013. I do. News. Yes, we've had us uh, some news. There's been some interesting happenings going on. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and share some of those with you. All now, right. to be to be completely honest, you know, um, we've got some pretty bang-up stories. But I'm going to start you off with the tame to warm you up. To it. A feel good story? Yeah. Oh, always a feel good story. How do you feel? I feel good. I thought you might. Me and Bruce are running to each other in slow motion across a windblown field right now. So you just bring the soft and fuzzy news to us. That was a very, very <laughs> Arms outstretched, That's hair mounts. how I would describe what's going on the here. Setup. But, you know. Yeah, actually, I walked into this house today and the two of them are sparring, literally sparring on the back deck now they're not kind of sparring free fall but they're working applications he's like look at the way i can throw you this way and he's like yeah but look at the way i can throw you that way 
That's actually not how it went down at all. I know, but <laughs> I, I preferred that. my translation. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we're not swapping paint. All right. So, before I get into this first story, let me tell you, Shaolin, Chinese folks, even though when you translate it, you know, kind of from Chinese into English, Shaolin, it sounds like there's a G at the end. There actually is not a G at the end when you translate it into English. Really? I say this, yeah. yeah. I don't think they had a G in Chinese. No. Well, there's there's several if you get into oh, yeah. the uh, Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of different words. It sounds like the English G, but it's it's not really put that way. Anyway. I um, mean, just as a letter. They didn't use those letters. No, no. That's what but I mean. I'm just talking about the romanization. They, there's no yeah. G in Chinese. There's no A, B, C, D, E, or F either. Maybe an H, though. They, they don't have letters. Actually, if you take an H and you turn it upside down, you can get close to getting Wong and Gong. All right. Yuan Gong. 30 Shaolin with a G Kung Fu Masters become soldiers, my friends. That's right on December 19th, 2012. 30, count 30, of the best students from the Songshan Shaolin Martial Arts Academy down the street from the temple. Mm-hmm. Voluntarily, of course, on the same day, joined the Chinese Marines. They all stood up at Zhengzhou Railway Station. Zhengzhou, capital Hunan province, and waited for their train to come so they could voluntarily join the Chinese Marines. Two students who joined were kind of notable. One was Yang Kang Li, age 20. He entered the academy four years ago and has defeated free combat masters. Free combat meaning Sanda, Sancho. From 16 countries, hmm, three wins, or from 16 countries. Anyway, to win. 60 kg category championships at the Hong Kong International Wushu Festival back in March of 2011. Also, Ha Ming-chun, age 24, he's the coach at the academy. He began to practice martial arts when he was five years old. He claimed numerous top awards in boxing, sword, free combat competitions, and went on to perform in, in a tour perspective, you know, in Italy, Sweden, France, Thailand. Right, they were doing Japan, what they Russia, do. All yeah. That. that was good stuff. Anyway, the whole voluntarily bit uh throws me for a spin especially since there's 30 i don't think so i'm I'm actually i'm thinking uh it's not surprising at all like we talked to matthew polly who was over there in the mid 90s and he uh he was very clear that a lot of the people in shaolin were going for careers in military the police you know there was a farm system even back then for that sort of thing so I think maybe yeah. they just gussied it up and had a bunch of them do it at once this time to make it, you know, to swell national pride or whatever. Good point. I know if I if I was thinking about joining the Marines, which I've thought about many times throughout my life. You're and, too old. Yeah, well, can't now. But You could foreign, join the French Foreign Legion. Oh, yeah, they'll take I you at have, any age. I think I you would fit right in there, contract. too. Yeah. yeah. No, but my point being is that let's say you get a little, um, you know, a little fellow who's 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 not so big on the physical pain and, and the pressure and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, that puts you off. But you go through some traditional Kung Fu, you know, that will prep you, prep you uh, closer than anything else. Yeah, would. I'm sure these guys coming out of Shaolin are not having any problem with boot camp. Exactly. And it's a way to get into something that maybe you're going, I don't want to be a poor, broke, traditionalist teacher and, and doing forms on stage for france and all this other crap i mean you know? part of it's what natural uh, na- naturalism nationalism 
but but it's a great way for them to you know use resources that they have you know they still again as matthew Polly pointed out they still have this large body of people in chinese and and china because there's so many of them that you know their kids get in a little trouble and they (laughs) it's like military school right i I believe they have a a curriculum you know they learn to read and write and you know such there also they they don't just do martial arts um, no, no, no. a lot of them once they hit there in junior high or high school level, they just do martial arts. They do have other stuff going on, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of my knowledge of this is second, shit. third hand, so I, I don't really know. I just made that up, anyways. Yeah. yeah, I think you did. They're not like American TV <laughs> child stars where they have their own classrooms that follow them around. But I do think they they do some rudimentary stuff with that, you know. But it's it's not like you're going off to a boarding school. You're going to do, you know. Physical activity, kung fu or oh, sanda yeah. or whatever. I mean, for seven or eight hours China a day, and you put the rest thing. in the middle. You know, China has the yin yang thing, so you're definitely going to be doing ching, or you might be doing chong. You know, you never know. <laughs> they can throw a lot of people in a problem. Exactly. Yeah. That's how we avoid racism. There, the ching and the chong. We interrupt out of the this octagon for um, news about the octagon. Yeah. Yes, but out of the octagon. The octagon. That's a three-word title. Now, if this were a movie and you had a three-word title, who do you think might be the famous Steven martial Seagal, arts actor? Obviously. That's right. Yeah. And I'm sure, bouncing off of that, you've also heard of uh, Mr. Uh, Couture. Randy Mr. Couture. Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, heard how of that do these guy. two things play in? Well, if you're an avid MMAist, I'm sure you know. <laughs> the two of them are supposedly going to fight. What? Yes, indeed. If you haven't heard of this. When? UFC Hall of Famer Randy Couture recently joked that he had no plans to return to the octagon. Unless, of course, it was against someone like movie star Steven Seagal. Seagal told the MMAHour.com that he always thought Randy was his friend and a gentleman. He said, I'm kind of confused as to why he would say that. All I can say is I'm here. Anybody can find me anytime, anyplace. If Randy really wants to fight me, he can fight me anytime he wants. It'll be for free. It'll be someplace where there are no witnesses. I don't play by the rules. That's just not how I fight. Following Seagal's no-holds-barred challenge to Couture, the former UFC champion was reached for comment and responded, I'm the one that started the joke as an offhand <sighs> comment I made by to Jay Glazer. That I'd only come out of retirement if it were to fight Seagal. Obviously, now someone's talked about it to him, taking it out of context, and it's gotten some legs. That's I'm not funny. surprised. Sounds that like he, he took to it out it. of context. <laughs> exactly. He says, I'm not surprised that he wanted to do it in private, a remote location where nobody could see it happen. Yep. Obviously, though, <laughs> I intended it as a joke. I don't think it would really happen. You guys grow up. That so I thought that was pretty though. funny. No, and I'm I'm one of those people that thinks Steven Seagal is cheesy as he is. He did have some real skill. He learned martial arts. You know, he, oh, he was yeah. a good Aikido guy. He had some good stuff going on. He's but like one of the only guys now, that got props in downtown Japan for the, being yeah, the only you white know, boy he was to young, open up he a was school. There's, there's some video of him working out with Anderson Silva and a couple of other MMA fighters. Yeah, there, I kind of roll my eyes with that. But you know, if he's passing stuff. along a little knowledge, it's okay if if he's. If he's trying to play master to those guys, I don't know. He was, he was he there in the corner for Anderson Silva when I saw that UFC fight a few months back. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. How did Silva do? 
he uh, beat up his opponent. Well, then that's a win for everyone. Except he, for the if you put Seagal in the ring with this guy, that, I don't. I don't think that would last thirty seconds. Not with. Uh, I mean, Randy Couture is a top class athlete. Dude, I'm kind of right. thinking he's, he's, a, he's a monster, he's and he's just re- you know fairly recently retired from his professional fighting career. And Steven Seagal is way into retirement from any sort of good movie <laughs> Dude, career. It's an entertainment move. That's like Chuck Norris saying something out of context. I was and almost goes, cr- what you I don't was, want to fuck with Chuck. I was crying with his for this now, guy. Chuck Norris and Steven Seagal. That might be a more realistic. Realistic fight. sounds like a joke in a commercial to me. I don't. Know. I would like to see Jackie Chan take them both on. <laughs> I think Jackie Chan will lose pretty much all the time. Okay, Sammo Hung. How about Sammo Hung? And next in the news. Samuel Hung's got that. All right, next in the news. I go for the little one. (laughs) I go for the little one. The youngest one's my fave. Anyway, Magical Ray breaks his magic wand. Who's Ray? Yes, learn, learn. Ray Elba, a 30-year-old American MMA fighter who started back in 2002 and went on to hold a career fighting record of 23 wins and 11 losses and stars in the recent Ultimate Fighter Season 9 competitor. He's been on a training tour throughout Southeast Asia, most recently spending time in Malaysia with his girlfriend, where they kind of have a condo, and he's kind of created a, a thing. He, he, he's he got a little school there teaching BJJ and various MMA arts at a studio in, Ar- in Ara de Mansara, which is a township uh, in Petaling Jaya, Selangor, Malaysia. It's uh, just outside of uh, Kuala Lumpur, the, the uh, capital. It's on the west coast. Anyway, Take your word for it. Uh, I do so. I've been Are there. Are we expected to be a... able to s- repeat that? Is I there going to so. be a test? Yeah, very soon. <laughs> okay. Now, on one of these hot Malaysian nights, notably December 3rd, Magical Ray Elba sustained an interesting injury outside of the octagon, you see. He quotes, I jumped out from that intimate moment. With blood shooting out from my groin, I tried to run to the shower and felt myself losing consciousness. As it happened, you can imagine the shock and the horror that was going on. Obviously, my girlfriend was frantic. Crush your we legs, were in a foreign country that doesn't speak English. Now, doctors expect Elba to make a full recovery so he can continue his MMA journey touring in the Philippines soon. What happened? He fractured. His penis, my friend. Oh, oh my that goodness. can happen. That can he happen. Fractured his. Penis. I've had a couple of close calls. You know, you're wailing awake, a doggy style maybe, and there's some slippage. And yep, that's exactly what happened. He sustained yeah. the energy. <laughs> the injury. He sustained the energy <laughs> during an intense bout of intercourse with his girlfriend. When he jumped up and basically freaked out and saw the blood coming out, he passed out. Fell on the floor, and uh, he chipped his teeth, (laughs) (laughs) and he also bummed up his chin, requiring 10 stitches to his chin, had several chipped teeth, amounting to 17,000 ringgit in Malaysian dollar, which is basically not too much in, in, you know, a, a U.S. <laughs> it's a cheap dollar, place to get 5, your teeth replaced. Bucks, about 5,500 hey, bucks. That's not Sounds bad. like a lot of money to me. Yeah. But, now get this. He's got a plan. <laughs> the ground never misses, right? <laughs> yeah. 
He's got a plan. He he plans on making up the losses and selling his story and photos. And unfortunately, he's not getting any money from us, but we're using it to the hilt. He says, I came oh, forward with the bad. injury because I really want people to understand the significance of the emergency. As I googled this online, a lot of guys actually get to the point where there's no repair because they're embarrassed and they don't go to the emergency room right away. <laughs> Holy shit, my eyes are watering like mad because of what? I don't know, but I feel like I'm under emotional duress. According to his doctor, <laughs> Professor Dr. George Lee, a clinical associate professor in neurology from Monash University Sunway Association, such an energy, uh, Jesus. Injury. Injury was not completely uncommon, having attended to three such cases in five years of working in Malaysia. He said the injury was caused by tissue, which traps blood in the organ mm-hmm. during an erection, breaking when bent. Yeah, if the you person, bend it at a right angle at a high speed, it it does tend to... Cause a little bit of pain. <laughs> Craig's wiping his eyes. I am. It's like I ate a fucking whatever. Jalapeno. I don't know what's really going on here, but it's really kind of weird. We know what you ate. Yeah. I hope it wasn't broken at a right angle. (laughs) I'm about to break your right angle, motherfucker. (laughs) Now, let me finish this. The person will hear a crackling sound followed by an intense pain and flaccidity. Why are you doing this to us? It is a medical emergency. It is. We only have six to ten hours to repair the organ before there's irreversible damage. (laughs) The organ. Dr. Lee advised men to minimize the risk of energy by not having vigorous sex. Okay. You know what? That was very interesting. While we had a huge laugh at that, that's it. I'm, that I applaud really this suck. guy for coming out and using his misfortune but to raise awareness. No, you want I would never be that guy. Oh, I've been so I close. I broke my dick. Hey, y'all, check it out. I've been so close. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Yeah, but if you pointed me I've out. I've had severe pain and swelling, but I haven't you. actually, you know, I think he took it to that next level. But, you know, if it's at that next level and blood is coming out, you need to. Dave, is your dick broke? No. You see what I'm it's, saying? It's like Who a ro- would want to admit to that shit? It's like a roach leg. It's painful. Are you cool with that? <laughs> And next in the news, I'm channeling the oh. movie here now. <laughs> See, I told you, I told you, I had some good ones. You it's crooked like a roach leg. Oh my goodness, oh, that was a good fuck. one. All right, moving on from roach leg, broke Greg. All Damn, this good, good stuff. news, Craig. You give good news. I do. Now we're moving on to Red Tarzan, and I don't think any of y'all are prepared to handle Red Tarzan. Do you think you are? <laughs> I'm not prepared. Do you call that last story Red Tarzan? <laughs> Well, listen to this. Red Tarzan ain't broke no to- uh, ain't broke no church. <laughs> listen All right. here. All right, I got a story for y'all. Y'all got to pay close attention. On December 7th, Vyacheslav Red Tarzan Dotsik. Now, Red Tarzan in quotes, I presume. Yes, indeed. Okay. Now, due to his wild nature and also his red hair, <laughs> was a mixed martial artist, right? Who's convicted in St. Petersburg, Russia, on Friday of robbing a cell phone shop. Just robbing a cell phone shop. Now, this is hot. This is hot, I tell you. Did he swing it on a vine? Come on, man. You got something. You got to listen. You got to listen. All right. He's an interesting cat. He's 32 years old. He fought in the MMA scene from 99 to 2006. 
and was known for his quote-unquote aggressive fighting style where he frightened not only opponents but also the public. <laughs> After you listen to the rest of the story, I think you will understand what that quote-unquote aggressive means. He'll come out of the ring naked. Oh, I got some good stuff for you. This all is right. all true. Let all gleaned from news stories, baby. Apart from his MMA activities, Dotsik was a prominent member of the Slavic Union, an ultra-nationalist political party founded in 1999 and banned across Russia in 2010 due uh, to Holocaust denial, uh, yep, yep. pushing Hitler's writings, and the overall nationalist supremacist leanings. Their logo is a stylized swastika, and the group's initials in Russian, or Cyrillic, are... Guess what? SS. SS. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Lame. But Dotik did help, however, to organize some sporting events for the organization. Just want to throw that out. He's not just an ass. All right? Sounds like one. There were rumors <laughs> that the organization opened offices in Norway even after it was shut down in 2010. But we'll see why later. The members of this organization were evidently quite supportive of each other, being like a good team spirit. As the leader of the group and other prominent members visited our friend, the Red Tarzan, quite frequently during his stay at a high-security mental institution. High-security mental institution. In Drosno, blah, 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 Slovia. <laughs> now, yeah. is that in Russia? Although high-security... Cloistered cells, barbed wire, fences, and all that. Datik still acquired cell phones and followers as well while he made his stay in there. Yes, unfortunately, his stellar career of six wins and 11 losses in the MMA was cut short by allegations of a cell phone store robbery back in 2007. Poor guy, he was a hardcore criminal, right? Crazy. Now, wait till you hear I heard the, the Apple store in France got crushed. I'm Their sure flagship store there. No, for like a billion euros worth of... Uh, Not a billion, a million. No, yeah, I think it's a billion, you gotta say honey. billion, it's fucked up. No, <laughs> dude, no, you're right, actually. It's it's a million. <laughs> Sorry, a million euros. <laughs> I've been reading a lot of economics books lately, so... As well, you should. That skewed my sense of numbers. A few extra zeros. So, anyway... During the trial of this cat who robbed the cell phone store, store, right? Right. He informs everyone that actually, excuse me, <laughs> uh, did I burp a little bit? Did you get that? Just I a little you bit. Got a little on your shirt. <laughs> now, anyway, okay. A wet so, wipe. <laughs> during the question of who are you, you know, about state your name and all this kind of stuff, right? Right. Right. He right. actually comes out and says, "No, actually, I'm the brother of Dasbog." The son of Svarog, both of which are Slavic pagan gods. He follows this with a proclamation of hating Christ. And the reason that he hates Christ so much is because Christ is so obviously an agent of the Mossad, the Israeli Institute for Intelligence's Special Operations, basically like our CIA, but for Israel. This is so funny. This is this is Norwegian death metal stuff. Oh, this I is just hot watched sex, when the dude. light takes us. Have you seen that, Bruce? <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, yeah. It's the exact same conspiracy theories. They're going to be burning churches in no time. Dude, it's nothing but good stuff. Let's let's not let's not down. Oh, okay? you're not done yet? No, good God. I not for the red Tarzan. All right, we'll spiel it out here. Here it comes. And then of course in the middle of of all this about who I am as a pagan god and whatnot, he makes several death threats, loudly announces his various neo-Nazi and political party slogans. And, of course, he wins a home in the loony bin. After three years in his new loony bin home, the red Tarzan was transferred to a low-security facility because he he played ball. But he still felt a little stir-crazy, of course, pardon the pun, and in 2010 decided to do a little bit of traveling instead. So during a trip to a low-security hospital, he simply walks through the fence. Well, after ripping a hole through it, of course, with the help of a towel. Watching doctors were too intimidated to intervene because he threw on his old MMA showcase attributes. Although later he did start rumors of him ripping the fence apart with his bare teeth, and many of his followers still proclaim this to this day. Shortly after his escape, he robbed another cell phone store, and then... Tried what, to get what's re- wrong with the liquor store? <laughs> Why is he robbing cell phone stores? Is there like huge They're amounts easy, of cash? Easy targets, if you are going yeah. to be communicated to by God, I'm, who's I'm, it gonna be by a cell phone? Let's let's be real. Here. No, I'll rob the dentist because he's talking to me through my fillings. I'm well, gonna... yeah, that's your dentist. You well, got the messed up dentist. I, I don't have a dentist actually, guy. so moving along. Anyway. So while he's doing up the, the, the cell phone stores, he also tries to get rid of that pesky Christianity by torching a certain St. <laughs> Petersburg, inflicting about 200,000 rubles or $6,500 worth of It's do- Norwegian damage. death metal, Bruce. I've never heard Christianity referred to in such a manner. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Oh, it's good stuff. I like it. <laughs> Shortly after, he appears in Norway. Claiming he rode a boat all the way from Russia. Rode it, not rode it, as in a riding a bronking bull or whatever, but rode it That's with right. a paddle. Okay. That's right. Yeah. But it's interesting because he was supposedly seen aboard an illegal arms vessel on its way to Norway, which was lately, you know, later uh, <laughs> arrested. We talk his- so well. <laughs> You talk, My wife I is speak. laughing her ass off. <laughs> yeah, you talk so well. I speak good. After his arrival, photos show him posing with a handgun and an axe in front of a black banner marked with the SS runes. He turns himself into police in Norway, requesting political asylum, but instead was sentenced to eight months in prison for illegal firearms possession as well as trespassing. <laughs> In October, they get you eight months there. Uh, exactly. I like that country. In October, now Russia's prosecutor Ten general sends yeah. a request saying, "I want to extra extradite Dotsik, whatever this fucker's name is, back to Russia." <laughs> Red Tarzan. Yeah, to stand trial for the cell phone store robbery. He, they actually went on that. He gets back there and was stood accused of also torching the church I mentioned earlier, but the court cleared him on a technicality, even though he admitted to everybody that he did it all, and for obvious <laughs> reasons, because Christ is a member of the Mossad and whatnot. Is that noose, true? Oh, this is 100% true. I wouldn't be including it if it wasn't gold, baby. A new I think this is techno-biking with hair dye is what I think it is. <laughs> 
Oh, God, no. This is real. A new psychiatric... I got links for you, baby. A new psychiatric examination in Russia ruled Red Tarzan sane and fit for criminal prosecution. He now is serving five years with the help of the Slavic Union brethren. He shall appeal and win. I think this serves as a good lesson to all of us. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but... Uh, Oh, there you have it. Do, 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 like do motherfucking sucks. do. I got some news. That's right. You did bring the news this time, Craig. Wait, what's going on here? Oh, gosh. Yes, that is him. That is him. Oh, is my wife pulls a picture him. up on the computer. We got I told red... you I was not Holy making this mackerel. shit up. Holy mackerel. That, look at that guy. I told you I didn't make this shit up. That's redneck Tarzan is what that is. Tarzana. Red Tarzana right there. Look at that motherfucker. He will beat your child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm telling you. All right, so there's your news. There's your news. All right, we got to get through this, so here's your media. Oh, Bruce, you have some. It's all true. <laughs> I told you it was. No, it's news. It's on the internet. We'll have links to that in the show notes so you can enjoy those pictures as well. Yes, indeed. And I got videos for you, too. I even got some of his fights on video. <laughs> nice. He does suck, but he does, he does do the crazy, and I like him for that. Yeah. Is there a YouTube video of him on, yes. on there? She just My yep. back was to her. All yes. right. Well, you know, let's just do this briefly. Let's just skip across this briefly because this is a grab bag episode of High Up Podcast. Welcome to 2013. Since you're you're in the room with us tonight, Bruce, um, you'd mentioned a lot of stuff about how YouTube has really changed the face of martial arts. So, you know, again, this is something we could talk about at length, but let's just skip off of it right now before I go to the media mop up. Well, you know, I I was just wondering when, when I started training you know chinese martial arts in the mid 90s all i had access to were you know books and you know whatever teachers i could yeah. find this is my third library but you and see i have a bunch of the same damn books yeah. floating around yeah i had house. some hey, the same ones. karate up in home and uh you know looking at the pictures and reading the descriptions of the transitions and the way people are moving or doing applications was dude that's fucking beautiful that's a classic that's actually worth money i think man. well i got that at my first karate school i still got a martial arts book from uh sanchin kata in there well fuck yeah it does <laughs> that's pretty cool anyway it was just uh apropos to the subject yeah, pass that over to bruce i like it it's the old dynamics of Vishenru karate <laughs> that's sanjin yeah yeah dude fucking southern chinese martial arts mm-hmm. steal our <laughs> shit never mind so um yeah if you could have heard the thoughts in my head you have understood what the cover of this book looks like but it's a mystery <laughs> yeah <piece>. exactly <laughs> cheese but lovable cheese so let's go find out for yourself yeah, with with YouTube and the uh, you know ability to see virtually any style of martial art or a master, it's um, it opens up a lot of it answers a lot of questions that there were you know beforehand about the way these legendary people moved and the things they claimed. And it took a, it took a lot of the mystery and maybe even burst a few you know bristles. Yeah. Bubbles. Bubbles. You Rice know, like, bowls. Yeah, because yeah, all of a sudden you see the reality of how someone moves and and you can use your own judgment as to what value that might have today in your actual life if you want to use it for a self-defense art. 
Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, over time, having access to that material has shaved a lot off the top end of my expectations, right? It really has. It, you yeah. know, because my expectations were overblown early on, <laughs> they really were. I, I am like, okay, well, can like somebody do a chi lock on your forehead and, you know, read your memories? Is that possible? <laughs> Can it happen? Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. Exactly. I like that, though. But, um, you know, I see guys that are kind of like me, like middle-aged guys in in Britain or in, uh, you know, uh, Russia or Asia or wherever that have some seasoning and a, and a good martial art, and you can tell that they're doing good stuff, like just putting mm-hmm. a few applications. Um, people are way too hard, I think on other martial artists when they put an application video up. Well, it's like, what do you expect? Do you want to see a blood curdling fight to the death? Or are we talking about applications here? You know, it's, there's, (laughs) there's a place for that. And I think that's really valuable stuff. Like if you're going to pick something up off the web, if someone shows a good application, you can take that with a friend and then you can sort of work it out to the point where it might actually be feasible, you know? There's 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 two things to look at here. I, I, well, from my perspective, that I encountered just recently over this past weekend. To be honest with you, one is I went back and checked over my own personal um, one of my own videos that I put up. You know, uh, an advert for my own school. You know, trying to get northern right Shetland when we had our little video making phase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and <clears throat> one is is the thing that. Everybody that were is sitting here recording and everybody listening knows is bunch of dickhead eight year olds and if you're fifty five you could be one of those dickhead eight year olds because there's like no license to drive the internet and there sometimes there should be because they put up comments and well, like it's the oh ultimate. my it could be a really awesome skill and the guys can be like. Yeah. yeah, dude, I'll fuck your ear. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, right, it's yeah. like playing Halo online. There's no, there's no filter on there, so you just kind of have to ignore it. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other side to that, and this is something that really threw me off. I'm a member of um, of a group on Facebook, and it's off of Facebook too. But anyway, it's it's very specific to my style, Norn Shaolin. Anybody gives a shit? It's called Red Palm Clan. You know, it's red because we we do Iron Palm, Holy and we also. Look. Yeah, uh, Hong Chong, and and we do a, a lot of qigong that has to do with red palm and all this kind of weird shit. Anyway, um, so so one of what it's of my red buddies, from embarrassment, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. As I hold your left cheek. So anyway, <laughs> so I'm watching this. <laughs> Don't ask. Don't ask. I'm in this group Don't on ask. Facebook. Listen, y'all. All right, I'm, I'm in this group. And and one of the main dudes in, in the group says, hey, check out here. I've compiled a list of videos of uh, of my teacher's 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 teacher doing the form. And then I found his student doing the form and then his student in the form. So, you know, they're kind of showing the lineage progression of how this form has evolved over generations, which I thought was fucking admirable. Yeah. Holy shit. It really was. Yeah, well, if the information's there, show yeah. it. Well, the 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 last two videos on the kind of that the generational thing were specifically labeled as walkthroughs, right? So the guys are in blue jeans and t-shirts, and they're just going, "Okay, I step here and I do here and I do here and I do here." It's a so walk-through. they just learn the form. No, no, they're doing what 
I call a walkthrough, oh, which is okay. you can perform that form, you can train that form and do it like a fucking badass 10,000 times better what you're doing, but what you're, what you're showing when you do a walkthrough is just right, hit the, kind of the, yeah. the order or progression of the moves. It's like, here's this one section right. and then you do that. You know, just in case somebody gets mixed up and goes, what comes next? Remember, it's that double chop section or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's it's that kind of talk. Anyway, so he lays this out at the end, which was kind of a not good move. You know, he should have laid out the best of the best in this move. The reason I say that is because his teacher's 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 teacher pop up into this conversation. And then he calls in like his brother. So basically this cat gets his senior uncle, 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 and his brother's uncle commenting on the shit. And they've been just derailing the fuck out of this poor guy going, you know, your bus stand should have been a little bit straighter leg over here and you should drive, you know, all this. And I'm like, I got to give them props. They're right. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, it straight up says it's a walkthrough, you know, and that can't happen in a non-YouTube world. You say you're going to do the form, and you have a chance to go, oh, if you're walking sure through can. it, go, no, fuck Anytime it, show Anytime they to perform me. in front of them, they can come and say it's slack, it's half-assed. Yeah, and say do it again. Right. But once you record it, once you record it, that's done. You know what I'm saying? That you can't, you can't go back and say do it again. Well, yeah, I certainly haven't figured out how to unweave the internet, but if I ever do, I'm going to be a rich, rich man. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it 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 depends on your generational gaps, your understandings, you know, of different people and stuff like that. There's there's different things that are involved here, you know. Um, that I'm I'm just I never experienced that before. I never saw an advanced person come on. And somebody go check out this guy. And yeah, well, no, it's, but it's, it you're wide open to people calling bullshit. And the thing you have to remember is even if you do everything perfect, someone, probably not your teacher, your great uncle in the system, but somebody is going to call bullshit on you. Yeah. It's impossible yeah. to put <laughs> it out there nowadays without somebody stepping up and saying, oh, well, your so-and-so is not right. This is this and this and that. And they're all on the internet, and normally they don't have any videos of their own or anything to sort of <laughs> and prove you need their to superior turn off knowledge. The comments or look like like you're a defensive asshole. I mean, forget YouTube comments. Criticism. I'll look at you know like dedicated martial arts message boards, and they they have a real problem with this. You know, it's hard. Well, I've, to say I've never anything, been afraid of the criticism. Yeah, I I think it's entertaining when people get emotional over it. Right. Yeah, and you suck. I hate me, it. I've, I hate it. I've learned a lot by watching. You know, like Fu Song Wen, I'm probably destroying his name. Fu Song Wen, or any number of of Tai Chi masters or Bagua masters on the internet, you know, that I would have no access to. I I don't, or how am I going to meet Feng Shi Chang or whoever? Names, but you know, (laughs) yeah, I mean, Big Dick Wang. I I remember getting getting to watch him. Do several different you know variations of his tai chi over and over is awesome. Like ten years ago, you couldn't do that, and now you can. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of cool. <laughs> you know, it, I I think that should have a positive influence. You know, but you you have to be honest about where you learned something or whatever. If you you know absorb only learn from, from somebody. You know what I mean? Like, if, if I picked something up from somebody I saw on YouTube, I can't say, oh, yeah, my teacher taught me this or whatever. You know what I mean? You have to be it honest about it. Has it has created but, a new level of yeah. the teacher secrecy. I yeah. know for a fact um, that there's 
I, I, I mean, I know specifically certain people who have released videos online. They'll put markers have, on yeah, or exactly. whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that where people can say, oh, yeah, I studied with him and stuff. Let me see your form. Okay, bing, bing, bing. You're a dick. Get the fuck out of my face. Well, there, there's a line here. It's like on one end, you can respect someone's uh, desire to keep the material that makes them a professional teacher you know, it's like you can't give it all away. If you give it all away, then how do you support yourself to spend that kind of time? I don't think it'd be possible yeah. to give it all away. Exactly. On the internet, yeah, I'm, though, right? I'm coming you... to the other side of the coin. Here. Uh, <laughs> coming to the other side of the coin. But then again, I think when people put what they actually do and not some, you know, sort of ultra contrived uh, promotion Archaic. out there, just show what you're doing, mm -hmm. then that promotes um for for one thing what, what, what you were saying before um oh shit i lost my thread <laughs> um fuck what was i gonna talk about uh, secrets secret yeah you, you you can't learn secrets from watching a video like if there's really something to what's being shown to you if you don't put enough time in to manufacture that skill in your own body mm -hmm. Like, look, somebody could show you a video of them, you know, a guy on Cirque du Soleil juggling 18 ping pong balls with a banana sticking out of either <laughs> ear, um, you know, for five minutes. You can try to copy You can it show that. That's not giving the secret away, though, because to actually do what the guy does takes an incredible yeah, amount of work. he's been doing that for many years. And you somebody need somebody physically trick. right there to adjust your body and shit Right. Like you cannot just pass that. Oops, it got out on the internet. The performance gets out. Um, it. In the past, though, you, you'd hear stories of a travel, you know, somebody you know, traveling from CAC, or they, they might meet a wandering monk, or you know, legends, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. and they train with them for a very short period of time, and then go and practice for a little while, and all of a sudden they're a master of this skill. <laughs> how did they have from such a short interaction? How did they master it, something? It's that still skill? actually and doable. If we can have, right. if we can look at Fu Song Wen and you know all the various masters of of old that we could never see in the you know prior to like you know two thousand or so, right? You know, and what's to stop any martial artist from absorbing key thing, what, what they you have. just said? Right. What's to stop any martial artist? That's the key. Not to stop any Joe. And that's one of the beauties is that it's pearls before swine type of thing. Mm -hmm. Is that it takes a martial artist to know the martial in that art or the art in that martial of what they're seeing. Right. Although we shouldn't call a non-martial artist swine, but <laughs> <laughs> all of your swine. But you I totally agree with the you point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're just being. I a totally douche. agree with the point you're making, <laughs> which is that you can put it in front of people, but it's going to mean something different depending on the eyes that are looking at yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you have, but that's one of the beautiful things about this is if you have the eyes to see what's going on, you can really learn a lot about martial arts. Mm -hmm. It used to be very, very difficult to research by going through the web and looking at videos. That's one thing I, I, I got to say, and I don't, I don't even know if we're recording right now, but yeah, yeah it's, oh. we're still on. <laughs> we're on the air. I'm Live. very. I think we're going to skip the media mop up tonight. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, one thing I'm I'm very thankful from uh, for from my teacher is he told me how to what he be what he called the kung fu vampire about how to go to a tournament and steal Hitler. some shit. 
if you wanted about how to be like what you were saying as a martyr, martial artist, how to pluck the essence, pluck all the cores, pluck all the patterns. You pluck can't all do the, that without a that, foundation, though. That is interesting. That's the key. That's my, the key. My very first um, interaction with Alan Pittman, yeah. I, I invited via email because I'd never met him at that point. Um, him or any of his students to come to our little push hands meeting in the park. Right. And he replied, well, this is a wonderful offer and you, I'm sure you mean well, young man. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This, a, a lot of enterprising you know, people <laughs> might take what I would show and teach it in their own class. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, you know, I mean, there is a possible, it is, you don't want, you have to be honest about where you learn stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't steal somebody's craft exactly. without giving them credit. You know. Uh, yeah. All right, hot stuff, hot potatoes. You All know, right, we're, we're I, going with this. I'm not doing the news again. No, <laughs> don't do the news over. That was, once was enough. That was a good job, though. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think you know what? What uh, we've actually run on a little bit now. I think we're going to skip the media mop up. I'll throw that in in the next show. Okay. And I'll actually I'll let this out. New legend of Shaolin people. Is it a good show? If, if you want to keep up with us, go ahead and jump out there and watch New Legend of Shaolin. I'll talk about that next week. But the other thing that we're going to talk about next week that I need to throw out to everybody. Yes, indeed. Bring us something, baby. Is uh, we're going to do a Twitter sort of question of the week thing. So here's how this works. Yeah. All right. You ready? Um, I'm going to throw out, a, you know, three, four, five, whatever hours Right before we record the next podcast, it'll probably pop up on Sunday, and uh, it'll be a question on our Twitter feed. I'll send it out to everybody that's sub- subscribed to us. And like that. Like, who are you? Yeah. No, it'll go out to everybody. We'll spam the Twitter with it, and it'll be a nice, simple question, but we, we want your input on some things, so go ahead and kick us an answer on Twitter, and we'll read it on the air, and we'll get a we'll get a little cross-sample. What do you mean, like, people... who's the third black belt of the uh, Akiti, Akiti Dojo? Of... No, no, no. This is, this is not Akiti. a test. What is it? This is supposed to be fun, so it'll probably be something more like, you know, if, if Chuck Forrest... Uh, if Chuck, Norris, Chuck Forrest, not if, Chuck Forrest. If, if, Forrest, Griffin. if Forrest Griffin and Chuck Norris fart in a forest, does anyone hear it? <laughs> <laughs> Would Anderson Silva hear it? Yeah. Oh my yeah, exactly. gosh. No, we're gonna throw out an interesting question. I swear by next that week we'll have one. That was pretty fucking interesting, actually. <laughs> Dude. So uh, you know, I think we've uh, we've at least got the wheel spinning again here at High we got Podcast. We got I don't know about spinning. I don't know about. We've spinning. got some guests. We got a lot of stuff coming up. We do. Twenty thirteen is looking good. And I want to say thanks again to Bruce Ryder for jumping in here with Pleasure. us. Thank you, it's so Bruce. good to have you around when you're around, when you're not out there making the rock and roll for the millions. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not fun yeah, he, when we have you around when you're not around. You know, if Bruce really is not on the podcast, <laughs> he might be on a cruise ship, uh, you know, doing sound engineering. He might be, you know, in Sao Paulo, Brazil, this dancing naked with life. the ladies. You know, he when, um, he's that with the famous band. That didn't happen. That's right. <laughs> he's with no, the no, beautiful no, wife. He, he just <laughs> yeah. lives the life. Yeah, there you go. so you know, Bruce is uh, not an island; he's a man. Um, <laughs> I've been in the ocean before, though. <laughs> That's right. He has, yeah, and he's rather I've large. So if you got to park a boat on thing. him, it's better than nothing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Good night. 
Yep. So, Craig, why don't you tell people? No, wait. You already did that. Uh, just figure it out for yourselves. Uh, listen to the token, token skeptic podcast. Oh my God, I'm falling apart. Folks, we're back. Here comes 2013. Hot, hot, yeah. Hot, hot, yeah. Happy yeah. New Year. <laughs> Bye. Early in summer of 69, I went downtown and bought me some wine. Oh, I drank it down under the table. I said, watch me now. I'm going to eat the label. I'm a wine old man Don't you know who I am A 36, 24, hips about 30 I seen a fine lady and I started talking dirty Boy, she looked over at me and she raised her thumb Jam down the road, you bum, 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 bum. I'm a wild old man. Don't you know who I am? I went to the country, and while I was gone, I lost control of my body functions on the roller-headed lady's front lawn. I'm so ashamed, but I'm a wino man. I can't help myself. I've been drinking all night till my eyes got red. Stumbled on the gutter and busted my head. Bugs in my zoot suit. Been scratching like a dog. I can't stand no water. I stink like a hog Give me a five dollar beer